My name is Dylan and my word is king hit. Definition of king hit is a large, powerful rip from a joint or a blunt. To use it in a sentence, I king hit the joint so hard I got skipped in the next three rotations. Hello and welcome to Potlucky, Weed Sommelier Podcast. My name is Liz and I'm your host and Weed Sommelier. I review strains, recommend things to munch on, and talk to guests about their history with weed. I have been a consumer for seven years and I am located in southern Maine where it is legal medically and recreationally. I am joined today by Dylan. Dylan is actually the one that uh, recommended the idea for this episode. Uh, You want to say what it is, Dylan? Today, it's all about the dabs. Yeah. Um, people that haven't listened before, Dylan is a, uh, a dab master, if you will. He's a, a regular on the show, um, and he asked me if we could do an episode about dabs, and I thought, why not? Um, if I can educate people with an expert, um, that would be probably the best. Yeah. Um, do you want to say how long you've been a consumer for a brief history? Uh, I guess. Um, yeah, if you haven't heard before, I've been smoking since... Um, Oh yeah, about uh, 2015, 2016, so it would be about five or six years now. Um, How long have you been doing dabs? What are your dab credentials? Dabs? Uh, well, I think I did my first dab um, for a freshman year of college, so it would have been 2016, 2017. Um, back in those days, it was kind of rough to get dabs, because like, only one of us... This is pre-legalization, right? Yeah. Oh, well, only one of us had a med card. And we didn't, there weren't a whole lot of dispensaries at that point, and our friend with a med card wasn't going to a dispensary. So to get dabs, we had this one contact in our building who could get us dabs, and we would hand over $40, and he would eventually get us a uh, small paper envelope with uh, about a gram of random dabs with no strain on it, no nothing. They were, um, Back it was. In the Wild West. Yeah, it was shatter, but it was very stretchy, saucy shatter, so it was probably, you know, kind of a little bit lower quality, but I mean, it made do. And oh my god, we had glass bangers on our regular old bongs that we'd just throw on, and we'd go out in the woods. And we didn't have, for the longest time, we didn't have a full size torch. We had these dinky little, like, gas station, <laughs> the little dual butane torch thing, and you'd have to just hold it there. For just a long time. I actually have a picture. Um, I totally forgot. Um, of we'll post this on the Instagram. The good old days. It's, it's in my old pictures folder of the MHD gang lifestyle. Um, you have a lot of things you're going to have to describe. Like, what is a, what is a banger while you're looking for that photo? And what you, could you want to describe? Uh, so, um... Oh, this is amazing. Yeah. A banger is... Well, in the picture I'm showing, it's that piece there. It's, um... We'll put an arrow over it. Basically, a general term for the piece um, that you use to heat up and take the dab. I'll go over it um, when I get like fully into my bit here. When we do, we go have an yeah. anatomy lesson. I got it all. I got it all planned out. I'm gonna lay some education for folks that you know may not may have not taken a dab before. Because like especially in illegal places, like dabs might be pretty hard to come by. Yeah, considering the penalty is much harsher for. I, I wish I need to talk to a weed expert on the law side of this thing, but I'm pretty sure the penalties are way harsher. For yeah, oftentimes. It's considered a processed drug. Mm-hmm. 
like so it's considered more severe than just cannabis mm -hmm. but like my friend for example um back in college um she got busted um with weed and dabs and the weed was fine um because she had a med card but she got hit with a possession charge for the dabs and she was fretting stressing out you know worrying about the record and all that and the fine like i don't think she was facing any jail time or whatever but it still would have been a pain in the butt um but so she had this big court date like early in the morning had to be there by like seven it was over an hour away and um walked in um they said the da wants to talk to you real quick and she walked in and the da was like yeah we don't generally prosecute people for possession that have uh medical cards so like you know you're all set in and out 15 minutes charges dropped nothing on the record bada bing bada boom i can i can imagine the relief yeah it was amazing we partied hard that night we partied hard you use those dabs do they confiscate the dabs or did they just no. get in trouble um i think they did confiscate the dabs that the cop found but um <laughs> storm also had these other dabs um that were like in the car but i, I think she got rid of them she, she was scared which i mean you, i mean i guess you can't you can't blame her so i mean i need i really need to look into the legality of like what a, what can a cop do like if they think you like have weed in your car depending on the state like in tennessee my my sister and I on a weed run for a mom got pulled over, um, got scared shitless, and like, man, if we had like, like if we had been any other demographic or age, like like we we were right in the sweet spot of like the just, police, yeah. It's real easy. Just keep your mouth shut. Say, am I being detained or am I free to go? They'll say you're being detained. Be like, all right, am I under arrest? Be like, no, not yet. And you're like, all right, and then you shut the fuck up and you don't say anything else. But I don't and want if, to be belligerent. Like, what if that's that makes the situation worse? That's not belligerent. Like, like I, people, the way they, they find things out is when people incriminate themselves because they talk you into a circle. If you just don't say anything, they can't do that. Okay. I mean, they might get the dog. They might tear through your car eventually and, like, find it anyway, but... Why make it easy for them, I guess, is what you're advocating for? Basically, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, do you want to talk about this week's featured weed product? Dabs, yeah. Um, I wrote out a whole thing. I wanted to go through basically the dab experience oh, from start you, to finish. Do you want to talk about the strain, like the specific what what we're doing and oh, that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we need we need an episode title, buddy. Okay. So today, um, what I got for dabs is some purple punch, and that's from uh, MAC Maine's Alternative Maine's Alternative Caring out of North Windham. Um, they're, they got great stuff. They got daily deals every day. Um, they got great selection, um, good prices, and they're your go-to, right, for when you're up pretty paying? much. Because yeah, they're they're not too far from me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's good shatter. It's very shattery shatter, like to the point <laughs> you gotta be careful, like little pieces don't go flying. Um, I also got some Shire sauce. I ran out of that earlier, but uh, that was also very good. Mm -hmm. Very good. The, the container is a little hard to open. I will <laughs> say I'm not very familiar with dabs, so talking about like different brands yeah, of dabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get into that. Okay, cool. I'll get into that um, whenever I'm ready to like launch in, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, we still have to talk about the Munchie Moment yeah. for this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for this week, uh, I'm going to say the featured Munch of the Week is Dirt. And this is not like the Made from Mud Studios dirt. I'm not talking about actual clay, but rather a dessert. My sister Sarah. Hey Sarah, I know you're listening. Thank you for being a supporter. You could hear your name on the air too if you uh, decide to uh, support us on Patreon or like tag us in a picture on Instagram. 
by the way. That was a side note. Justin, we might want to cut that out. I'm already kind of high. Anyway, um, so dirt, you take chocolate pudding, you crunch up some Oreos, you get some gummy worms, you get some other kind of, like, bug-shaped candy or leaf-shaped, like, just, just something that kind of resembles dirt, and it's a real treat, especially if you're at a pool party and the pudding is cold and the, it's crunchy. It's crunchy, it's creamy, it's chewy, it's fruity, it's chocolatey. It's a real win. Uh, however, I will have to give an honorable mention. We might have to incorporate that. We're filming these episodes out of order, um, just to convenience sake. Uh, so I don't know when this is going to air. So this is definitely going in season two, though. But uh, uh, what we've been munching on today are tiny tomatoes. I believe they're called sprinkles, and you can get them at uh, Hannaford. They are absolutely delightful. They have gotten me loving in tomatoes again. And also the honorary mention for the drink, I am uh, sipping a Seagram's Escapes, Jamaican Me Happy. Uh, absolutely delicious. Normally in the summer you can get these for like a dollar each, which is kind of dangerous because they taste just like juice. But uh, what are you drinking, bud? I'm having, I can't remember the brand, but it's a, uh, a main mule. It's a, it's a uh, vodka and ginger. Like a um, Moscow mule? No, yeah. there's rum in there also. No, I, yeah, I think it's just rum and ginger. Yeah, that's true. It must be white rum. Mm-hmm. Um, what were we so, what about? was the what was the name of the the drink? We we just took a small break. I apologize. Yeah, Maincraft Distilling. Um, we we resourced this locally from Tully's Beer and Wine. They're pretty cool. There's a guy that look, works there that looks like my dad, and it's kind of bittersweet whenever I walk. And he's like, "Can I help you? Can I get you anything?" And I'm just like, "My childhood back. I don't know." And he says, "What?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, nothing cider, please." <laughs> you're giving me such a sad look right now. Okay. Um, it's a little heavy. So, uh, why don't you talk about what you're drinking? Because, uh, like, the can was very appealing, the bag appeal, and that was very good. Yeah, I mean, I love I love ginger beer. Um, I really do. I love the bite to it. And I think it makes a great mixer for a lot of types of liquors. And so when I saw I had ginger beer, main ginger beer, I was sold. I love supporting my local main products. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's got rum ginger beer and lime and that's all you really need and uh you just chill it serve it over ice and uh you got yourself a drink well with the munchies out of the way uh you know what time it is are you ready to do some weed yeah buddy hey and we are back i am feeling pretty groovy yeah yeah me too all right so let's talk about uh it's, with this weed, there's not like a physical nug to examine, but let's talk about the bag appeal here. So this packaging is, well, you'll see it on the Instagram, but it's uh, Maine's alternative. Caring. Caring. It says shatter on it. Yeah, it's, so it's your fairly, a lot of, um. It's an envelope. Yeah, a lot of dabs come in an envelope like this. Um, but yeah, this one's kind of posh. It's got, you know, nice embossed, uh, you know, text, text and, uh, you know, nice colors. And uh, they got a sticker that's got the uh, the strain on it. Um, you open it up, you get a little, your usual little fold of wax paper. You know, ASMR crinkle that open. Do you want to do that? <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, and then like, you look at this stuff, and you can just tell right off it's pretty high quality because it's um it's very light. Uh, a lot of like. It's a good pale yellow. Yeah, a lot of dirtier dabs will be kind of like a darker, um, like more brownish, like red. Um, but this is a very a nice pale golden yellow. It's a it's a yolky color. That's a very acceptable color for like a, a yolk. I mean, if it were cloudy, it's opposed to transparent. 
Yeah. Yeah, you, you're looking for, like, light, clear yellow to almost white to, like, uh, amber for a good color range mm-hmm. for shatter. Um, but, yeah, it's very shattery. Um, it's not very sticky. It just breaks into little pieces. And, I mean, with a little bit of heat, you can roll them around into a ball for easier dabbing. But, uh, yeah, it is uh, overall some good-looking stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not the most aromatic but um yeah it definitely has it's definitely got points in the visual category i'm I'm not a dab expert so i'm really interested in seeing like what the what the things you pick up on are uh one thing that i really noticed about this uh, my sister kate if you're listening hi kate uh showed me a youtuber i can't remember her name but um i like the packaging because it's i think it's called secret like a secret design um, for blind people, but, like, everything, like, everything is textural. They can't see it, so, like, having the difference between, like, the glossy and the, like, the little rougher texture, like, like, that feels interesting. And, like, if a blind person were reaching for this dab, like, they would, like, they would, like, feel it and could tell which one this is. Does that make sense? Like, that's, that's what excited me most about this. And the fact that, like, you could, like, twist it around in the light and look at it. Um, yeah, I think this, it shows that they spent a little more money than they could have, like, for bare minimum on this packaging, and that's nice. That's nice to know that they thought about the quality of their product. Yeah, because I've seen a lot that's just an unmarked package with a sticker on it. That could be earwax, who knows? But, like, and then, um, you get stuff like the Shire package, which was a, a glass jar with, um, the strain on a, um, sticker on the bottom. The and, handwritten, um, right? Yeah. Well, this, the, everything on here is either a sticker or it's printed on there. Yeah, this is handwritten, but it's also an extremely nice handwriting. It almost looks like a font. I really approve of um, that. But and handwriting is a lost art. Yeah, they have the the farm on the top. I, I not to complain about the packaging, but like good for them for like putting a sticker over it and like managing to make the sticker work. Like they did incidentally put the sticker over the instructions of how to open it. If you're not, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. which was because points so, off for that. Okay, yeah, and I will give points off because. A sauce, um, sauce unlike shatter will flow if it's not kept right side up. Um, mm-hmm. If you leave it on its side for long enough, it'll flow to the side. And some of it had flowed to the top and caused it to get a little sticky. And it made the jar very, very hard to open the first time, and a couple of the first times. But I, I just kind of left it like half open. Aesthetically, like I think I would have like initially. I think I would have preferred the jar. But, like, because it's cute and I could probably reuse it for it, but, like, I imagine if you're really doing dabs, like, often, you'll have, like, a ton of these jars. Like, there should be, a, like, a jar recycling program, but, I mean, with COVID, yeah. they'd really have to sanitize them. So I think, like, the envelope's actually a really good design. Like, yeah. you can recycle it also. The jar's, a little, paper. the jar's a little more robust. Like, an envelope can get, like, folded over. You gotta be mm-hmm. kind of careful, but, um, yeah, it's fairly decent. Mm-hmm. You already talked about the smell. I don't know what it is, but after I smoke, I, can't, I feel like I can't smell things as well. I really need to take my notes beforehand, <laughs> kind of sober. Um, yeah. For, for a more accurate... You might uh, be right. Yeah, fair enough. But, like, I, it smelled pleasantly like weed, but kind of like... I don't know. Yeah, I found and, a, da- a lot of dabs either have, like, a strong citrusy or, like, yeah, a I was strong say piney, that. like, yeah. taste and, and smell to the smoke. <laughs> a little slinky, a little pony. What? <laughs> from last season, um... Alright, um, so moving on, normally this is blowing smoke, but I guess this is sucking dabs, the, the portion of the show <laughs> where Dylan talks about dabs. Yeah, so I um, I wanted to write out the dab experience, kind of start to finish, for right. maybe people who aren't familiar. Take it away. 
And so, yeah, so um, I started with buying. Um, so there's a bunch of different types of concentrate. I mean, it's all kind of under the category of dabs, concentrate, extract, you know. Um, some different things you'll find is shatter, which is what we were hitting today in the purple punch. Um, that is primarily, it's going to be like a flat sheet of some like semi-transparent uh, dark yellow to amber to dark brown um, to light yellow to almost clear um, concentrate. Kind of like topaz, because topaz, I mean, I think topaz comes in more colors, but like... Yeah. And um, that stuff, when it's at room temperature or cold, it'll shatter most of the time into small pieces. And you can break off pieces. And the cool thing with that is if you hold it in your hand long enough, it'll melt a little bit and you can roll it into a little ball. Um, some shatter is a lot more like kind of gummy. Like you got to kind of like drag, drag pieces off. And um, you can kind of like roll it or spin it into like a little ball. Um, you also have sauce. <laughs> Which is... I'm going to get lost in the sauce. Yeah, like the Shire I had the other day. And that's going to be a lot, a little more uh, viscous, I guess. Um, a little more liquidy. And that can be... I've seen a range from, like, a real soupy stuff that you really have to kind of scoop up and, like, you can't set it on its side. Um, to, like, stuff that'll kind of hold its shape if you, like, scoop up a, a big booger of it. Mm. I wonder why there's such a difference in viscosity. I wonder what, what, what... It's just all in the manufacturing process. I know, but I wonder what part, like, the heat is too high or for too long or something um, along those lines. I wonder I wonder what causes it, like, to... Yeah, you... Like, you, baking, I mean, like a science. You'd have to ask a uh, producer. I'm not 100% sure on that. We gotta put weed dab expert... Or... Ooh, I do, I do know someone who makes dabs. Yeah, hey. But anyway. Two. Um, so, yeah, that's your sauce, and then... It's kind of almost a type of sauce, but what we have a uh, distillate, mm -hmm. and what distillate is is usually it's a very high THC um, sauce. It's usually pretty thin, um, like kind of a thick syrup. Uh, you can like kind of spin it into like a ball to dab. Um, a lot of uh, vape cartridges have distillate. I'll, I'll touch on vape carts in a minute as well. Um, but yeah, distillate often it's either from like one strain or it can be just from a bunch of strains. And it's just, uh, like, it'll be either, like, sativa distillate or indica distillate. Or, or just, hybrid. Yeah, hybrid distillate. Um, yeah, that stuff, it's decent, but it's a, it's a little harsh, a little bit harsher than regular dabs, and it'll ramp your tolerance up pretty quick. But it'll get you pretty messed up uh, if you can find it. Sometimes it's a little more expensive than normal dabs. Uh, and then you have, again, getting towards the higher end of the market, diamonds. Ooh. Diamonds usually comes, it's kind of part solid, part liquid. Um, they'll be big, solid kind of crystals almost of, like, concentrate that you can break down into smaller ones or you can just scoop up and, like, hit them. And um, they'll be kind of floating in, like, a bit of sauce. Mm -hmm. And um, that's generally a premium product. Like, like Shatter, you can have for 30 to $35, sometimes 25 like, on a discount. Um, like... <sighs> Sauce can be a little more expensive. Um, distillate can be, like, around... Uh, sometimes I, you can get distillate on a discount, like $25, $30 as well, but usually that's closer to, like, $35, $40, I, in my experience at least. Um, diamonds is usually pretty premium. It's, like, $45 to $50 a gram. Um, yeah, but, I mean, if you can get a good connect for that for, for a good price, it, it's, it's worth it for sure. Um, there's also full-spectrum dabs, and... 
Full spectrum dabs are some of my personal favorite. And what that refers to is the whole plant being used in the extraction process. Every part of the animal, like our ancestors. Exactly. And um, that results in a lot more flavors and a lot more cannabinoids and a lot more terpenes coming through. Mmm, sticks. Yeah, exactly. And um, they nothing, honestly, is more flavorful than a fat dab of some full concentrate, or full spectrum concentrate. Like, it's really out of this world. And um, uh, that can be a little more expensive as well and a little bit harder to find. Usually, um, if a place has concentrate, they'll have shatter and sauce. But like stuff like diamonds and like full spectrum and more specialty stuff uh, can be harder to find. Um, and I also want to mention dab carts. Uh, dab carts are generally... Um, well, they can be filled with regular old um, sauce. It has to be kind of a thinner, like liquid compound. Is a dab cartridge? Is that like a like a just a, like a cartridge? Like if you have a like a vape pen? Yeah, they're like they're not for like a box mod dab. Like a, they're they're not for like a box mod vape, like a full size one. They're made for pens, right? Yeah, like okay, the oh, small. So, okay, I've done those before. I didn't know those were dabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's concentrate that's made into, like, a liquid so that it can be vaped. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get just regular old concentrate, you can get distillate cartridges, and, um, you can get full-spectrum cartridges, which mm-hmm. I've only found at one place, but they are excellent, amazing, delicious. Um, and they get you pretty, pretty elevated. Um, and they're also very convenient. Uh, you keep that battery charged, um put on your dab cart and you can carry it around in your pocket perfect for on the go use sometimes um, an edible will fail you and you're in Portsmouth and uh <laughs> you just take a hit while you're in the restaurant bathroom exactly and um, this is a theoretical situation and not the brewery right, anyway right, continue right. yeah like you, you keep a dab cart like loaded up and you keep that battery charged mm-hmm. like in an emergency situation that shit could save your life <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. So I guess that's the buying experience, right? Mm-hmm. You go up, you go up to the counter, and you ask, "Hey, I'll, I'm looking at some concentrates." They'll show you the menu, you know. And um, if you're just looking for a good entry level experience, say, you know, I want some shatter. You know, what do you recommend? Maybe some some good indica, because dabs hit hard. Mm-hmm. Dabs hit very hard, and we will get to that in our next segment, the dabbing. <laughs> so I didn't know you came up with segment names. I like it. Well, well segments of my segment, sub-segments. Anyway, <laughs> um, so now you got your concentrates. You're going to have special equipment because you can't just, like, with weed, if you have weed and you have a method of lighting that weed, you can smoke. We had, because, whole, we had a whole episode about this. Yeah, exactly. But with a dab, I assume it's a lot... Uh, like harder to make a dab rig because it's not it's not exactly something you can MacGyver together unless you really are MacGyver yeah safely you, anyway yeah so I mean in theory so like with a um with making a bong like as long as you have something for a down stem and something for a bowl basically anything can be a bong in theory if you have something for a down stem and some and like a banger like a preferably a pre-made banger mm-hmm. um you could make a dab rig but it's a lot easier to just buy a pre-made one um so basically um dab rigs come in many different shapes and sizes um i would recommend investing in a separate dab rig than your weed rig you can absolutely just put a banger on a bong 
and use it that way. Um, but it will definitely affect the taste of the dabs. Um, what I recommend. Oh, really? Why? Because uh, just the weed built up. Oh, okay. So um, you have like to the have resin. Like yeah, like it's best to use like if you like if you buy a brand new piece that's meant for weed, you can use it for dabs, and then like once you get a dab rig, you know, um, you can start using it for weed, and it's not going to affect the taste of the weed, but it would def weed would definitely t affect the taste of the dab. Um, I would recommend not spending more than like a hundred and twenty dollars on a dab rig unless you want like a nice art piece, like for aesthetic purposes. Like, you can absolutely get a functional dab rig for around eighty to a hundred dollars. Like, a hundred and twenty would be like a decent premium one. Um, what about like bottom shelf? Bottom shelf, I mean, you can get, um, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit. I can't remember the exact name for it, but I call it a honey straw. And I think that's a brand name for a different product, but what it basically is, is... A nectar collector? A nectar collector, yes. That's what it's called. Got it, got it in one. Those are usually pretty cheap because it's just an inline piece. Sometimes they don't even have any water filtering um, with a either glass or titanium or ceramic tip that you heat up and then you put your dabs on a like glass surface and then you just sip the dabs right up. That way, those are usually pretty cheap. Um, Those also sound incredibly unpleasant. I mean, they're a fun experience. Like, then they're good. They're good portable. They're good for on-the-go use, travel pieces. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, like, I invested in a titanium bucket banger. So what that is, a lot of, um, so basically, let me start over. Basically, there's um, you need a banger. And you need a, uh, some kind of rig. So we already covered the rig. The banger is either going to be made out of glass, uh, quartz, titanium, or ceramic. And there's different advantages and disadvantages for each one. Um, I tend to find that glass ones are pretty cheap. They're your entry level. Um, they break fairly easily. Uh, they heat up quick. Um, they hold their heat for a decent amount of time. They'll serve you very well, but they do, they do break. And that's why I don't prefer glass. Uh, quartz ones are a bit more resilient. They take a little while to heat up. Uh, they hold their heat very well. Um, you can heat one up and take massive dabs off quartz banger. Um, they're great as long as you keep them nice and clean. When you and don't drop them. When you say quartz banger, all I can think of were the quartzes like my friends had. And the quartz pipe that my uh, friend KB had. Um... And it was just like a beautiful piece of quartz, and someone had like made a pipe out of it, like a, like a like a display piece of quartz. And I'm just thinking like, wow, a quartz uh, banger, or what yeah, was the term you used? A like, like a quartz banger. I'm just imagining like um, amethyst, who just kind of like a very beautiful artistic piece of uh, rock. But yeah. Is that what they look like, or are they more? No, I mean they basically like I'll, I'll show you some. I'll show you some off air, I guess, but um. Like, basically, it just has to look like this. Like, this is the most basic. This is mm -hmm. a what they call a bucket banger. But I'll get into that. Um, okay. So, yeah, like, um, and then there's ceramic. I don't really have much experience with ceramic, but I hear those hold their heat very well. Um, they take a little longer to heat up. But, again, they will break if you drop them. Um, they're probably more resilient than the other ones. But um, why I like titanium is um, it takes a little bit to heat up. It's very... It has a very good indication of how hot it is because it'll glow and it'll, um, you can feel the heat very easily. Um, mine, 
it'll also change color as it, as oh, it gets yeah. hot and have uh, have patterns. That's kind of scary to watch, considering like, oh, that's where that looked like when I burned myself on. That's really scary. Yeah. Um, but the biggest draw to titanium to me, it's, it is a little harsher, I'll admit. It's like, most people say that like quartz is like the, um, the smoothest coarser glass. Um, but titanium will not break, basically, no matter what you do to it. Quartz is just over there playing the sax like Bill Clinton. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, some people think it's a little harsher. But anyway, um, you know, you have a bunch of different types a bunch of different form factors for your banger and i use just use banger as kind of an all-encompassing term for a dab piece a piece that you hit up heat up and hit your dabs off of um so that's that's what i'm saying when i say banger it's just an all-encompassing term for a dab piece um is a rig another appropriate term i've never heard like a rig applied to a any. rig would be like the glass part ah, and okay. the banger would be the metal part okay. or the ceramic part or the glass part okay. or the quartz part um you have what they call um, a domed nail. That's usually a pretty basic piece. And what that is, is um, you set a what looks like a nail, and it'll usually be made out of um, glass or ceramic, um, down into the stem of your dab rig. And then over that is a nail. Um, no, over that is a dome. A glass dome that you set on top of everything and it kind of encloses everything with a hole at the top mm -hmm. and so what you do is you set your nail in and you heat the crap out of it with your torch you get it glowing hot and then you set the dome on top of it and what I don't like about that is depending on the piece it can be very hard to see mm -hmm. um, where your dab tool is going um, so oh yeah and I should probably mention you're gonna need a dab tool like you can use Yours looks like something you would get from a dentist's office. And having recently been to a dentist's office, shout out to my uh, doctor, Megan. She was pretty cool. 10, 10 out of 10 recommend, but that looks like, like something a dentist would use to scare you. Yeah, you can absolutely use um, different things as a dab tool. You can get away without one, too. Like, for a long time, me and my buddies in college would just, um, what we call drop dabs or... Um, just eyeballing it or basketball hoop dabs or excuse me basically we just roll the dab into a ball get the banger really hot and just drop it in and <laughs> that occasionally went wrong oh my gosh basketball dabs that's ridiculous like oh the worst thing ever was just seeing the dab like sizzle and slide down the side of the banger and fall into the ground and it's like well shit i'm not <laughs> dabbing today but um anyway a dab tool like the one I have here is, it's um, like four inches, it's titanium, it's got a ball on one end and a scoop on the other, and it's very versatile. It mm -hmm. can, it'll, it'll do whatever you want, and again, it's titanium. It won't break, like it won't discolor, it won't rust, it won't scratch. It's badass, and it was like $4. <laughs> so get yourself a dab tool. Get yourself a carb cap. You're going to need a carb cap. I just use a sil the bottom of a silicone um Oh, wow, dab. I can really seal the, see the wear and tear from the bottom, but it's holding up pretty well because it's silicone. Yeah, because it's heat resistant. Mm -hmm. um, I use the bottom of a silicone dab container. Some people, again, don't recommend that because they say there's vapors and whatever, but I don't believe in that. Um, you can get a more specialized pieces. Like, it's kind of a ball with uh, two, like, stems coming off of it, and it's hollow. <laughs> so you, you stick it on top of the banger and the stem goes into 
the base of it, and then you you put your finger over the top, and you can control the airflow ah, through it. Okay. And um, that can honestly really add to the dab experience. Like, uh, I can how make much would one of those be? Only a few dollars, because it's just a small piece of glass. We should try that. Yeah. And uh, I've also seen some people get real fancy. They have, like, little glass balls on the bottom of their banyan <laughs> that, like, heat up <laughs> and, like, supposedly, like, more completely, like, dissolve everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Um, at the very least, get yourself a carb cap. Don't be that guy that's carb capping with the f- friggin' bottom of his phone. Oh, like, my gosh. I mean, your grinder will work in a pinch. But, anyway. Um, that's some ingenuity for you? So, Yeah. There's dome nails. Um, there's what they call castle bangers, which is um, it'll be like a straight tube straight down with um, a like kind of a rimmed ring around it. And you heat up the ring and um, you swirl your dab around the outside of the ring and all the vapors get sucked into the center. Mm-hmm. Um, those are pretty common. A lot of them are made, made out of titanium. Again, they'll serve you very well. Um, I'm not a big fan of them. Um, I, I think they're not as precise. Like, mm-hmm. you have to really, you have to either really heat the whole ring, or like, um, just do do your dab on one spot, or mm-hmm. else you kind of risk wasting some of it. Um. Anyway, um. Yeah, so that's a castle. Uh, I prefer the bucket banger. <laughs> it's just, it has a ridiculous name. Sorry, I probably laughed every time you said it. <laughs> I prefer the bucket banger. It looks like your standard glass bucket, but it's made out of titanium, so it has the advantages of both. Because most of the time, when it's titanium, it's a a, a castle banger type. Mm-hmm. But I happened to find one for sale, and I bought it. It's interesting. The website warned that oh, there may be some um, weld marks because they have to be hand assembled in the shop. And I'm like, nice. how is that a downside? That, that's really cool. Like someone had to, someone had to. Make yeah, that. maker's mark. Like everything nowadays. Like, d- take the pride in what you've made. Sign your things. Yeah. Like, unless it's graffiti. <laughs> and then, well, I mean, yes, sign them so I can track you down and give you a an earful about how you're not supposed to do that to other people's property. Yeah. Um, what's cool about my banger too is you can unscrew it and it comes with both 14 and 18 millimeter um, tails, or like stems oh, it's or whatever. Versatile. Yeah, so you can you can fit it in any piece um yeah and there's one other well there's probably a couple other i'm leaving out but there's one other that comes to mind that is not very common um i believe it was used in like the early days of dabbing it's called the skillet the skillet the skillet that's ridiculous it's kind of a complicated contraption you have um kind of an arm coming like you drop in the piece into your rig and it has like an arm that swings up and down right like Mm -hmm. a like a shower head almost Mm -hmm. with it's it's hollow and swinging uh across the entrance Mm -hmm. of it leaving a little space is a titanium plate that's the skillet right so you swing it to one side and Mm -hmm. you heat it up you heat it up red hot and then you swing it to the other side so it's lined up over the piece. And then you put your dab in, in, be- in the air gap between the skillet and the glass. Mm-hmm. And then you drop your dab on, and it sizzles, and you can dab it like that. I've I can ne- see why it's not that popular. Yeah, I've never seen one in person, but um, I've seen videos of them. They look a little, little kind of like a pain in the ass. Um, and, I d- yeah, I also mentioned the nectar collector. That's the other major <laughs> way to um, 
to dab. The Ecto Cooler Collector. You can also, besides dab pens, if you have a box mod vape, like a full-size vape, you can get an attachment that allows you to just drop in dabs. What? Like, one's called the Brain Fogger. Oh, no. <laughs> and um, there's a bunch of other ones, but, yeah, you can just bust dabs at whatever voltage you want and, like, just... Like, that would be kind of inconspicuous in public, because, like, everyone rips dabs on big box mods, but you're, like, getting roasted and toasted. Anyway, um, so yeah, rigs. Okay, so there's another, um, traditionally, uh, another part of your dabber's equipment is going to be your torch. Now, you can go... Yeah, let's definitely, let's talk about your torch again in you the picture. Can, yeah, you can go basic, or you can go crazy, basically. So... At the lowest end of the spectrum, you have your gas station um, hand Pseudo torch, torch, butane yeah. torch, yeah, which will work. It will heat it up. It will take a lot, and you'll use so much gas that you're not going to get very many dabs out of it. But, mm -hmm. hey, in a pinch, it does work, and it fits right in your pocket, so it doesn't take up a whole lot of space in your kit. Mm -hmm. um, you have your kitchen torch, your creme brulee, mm -hmm. you know, which, again, uh, it holds more butane. Than the, than the dollar store torch. I'm just like, I don't know, I'm thinking like sometimes like for a challenge, especially in a cooking show, chefs will flambe with, oh, not flambe, sorry. Oh, I was thinking of, um, well, like when they make, uh, what is that? Like creme brulee? You yeah. Make, they can they make like, creme brulee in an oven. So I'm thinking like, wait, can you dab with an oven? Um, we, yeah, we can talk about knife, knife dabs. They're going to call it knifing. No, like. If if you uh, if you viewers are familiar with uh, knife hits, you can also do the same thing with dabs. It's not recommended. Um, that sounds like it sucks. Go very small and very slow. Um, be be prepared to pass out. Um, but yeah, it is possible. But anyway, um, yeah, I was gonna talk about torches. So you can get your creme brulee kitchen torch, which you'll have to recharge every once in a while, and the flames can be kind of weak. But again, they'll work just fine. Uh, just make sure, you know, your mom doesn't notice, you know, you're stealing the damn creme brulee torch steak dabs. Um, but what I prefer, so at the highest end of butane is like the, um, you can get... Like the premium stuff? Yeah, you call it like the, the Blazer Big Shot, right? It's like a professional grade torch. It's like $75, $80, holds a lot of butane, mm -hmm. um, very big uh, adjustable flame. Um, easy to use action, but again, it's a premium product. It's eighty dollars. Like, if you're taking a lot of dabs every single day, like, absolutely go for it. Is that what you have? No, no, absolutely not. Why don't you? Why don't you talk about what you have? Well, I'm getting to it. I'm getting okay. To it. it seemed like you started like the, I thought there would be a spectrum that you would build up to. Listen, <laughs> and then what I'm getting to is the sweet spot. All right, what I went for was I went to my local hardware store, and it's a funny story. I was looking around for torches, and um. I was like, the guy was like, can I help you find something? I was like, yeah, I was looking for like a, um, like a propane blowtorch type thing. And he was like, oh, like one of those, uh, weed burners. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then he showed me a weed burner. I'm like, uh, no, that's not what I wanted. And then, uh. Wait, did he mean like actual weeds? Like in your well, yeah. Cause you can get like a kind of a flamethrower type thing to burn away the weeds <laughs> okay. in your driveway. But anyway, um. What I got was a plumber's, like, pencil torch kit, which included a um, bottle of propane and a torch. And 
the propane has obviously since long since run out and been replaced several times, but I st still have the torch, which I refer to as the bastard torch because it flickers and sputters and is very difficult to adjust. Um, Why don't you get a new one? Because it works and it, like, I just like it and you have to ignite it with a lighter or some kind of spark. Like, it doesn't have an igniter on it, but, I mean, hey, it works. It's lightweight. And um, you can go into your local gas station, your local hardware store, and just grab a bottle of propane for, like, seven, eight bucks. And that, they last a long time. What is this meant to light? Like, a grill? Um, It's meant for just general torsion use. Like, you can use them to solder. You can use them for anything you I've just never, for. like, we didn't have, a, like, a creme brulee torch growing up. We just never really... Like, we, we were not a welding family. I've never really... Like, the, the biggest lighter that we went were the barbecue ones that are extended. Oh, yeah. So, like, I've never really seen... Oh, this says camping gas, and that makes sense. So I assume starting a fire yeah. would be one of the things you could do with it. Because you use these same exact bottles for camping torches, for mm -hmm. um, lamps, propane lamps. <laughs> use them for grills. Um, mm -hmm. Anything you need. Yeah. And they're available at any hardware store. So... Another alternative to the torch, if you're looking to get fancy and you're looking to save on propane, um, you can get an e-nail. Okay. All right, and that's an electronic nail. And what that is is just, it can, it's usually like a castle-type titanium banger, mm -hmm. but it's connected to an electrode, which is connected to a box, mm -hmm. which you plug into the wall, and you turn it on and you dial in a temperature, whatever temperature you want, and it'll heat it up and hold it at that temperature for as long as the box is on wow and so if you're like at the party and you're just do, doing dab after dab after dab after dab after dab um yeah you just plug it in and you don't have to waste time heating up the torch you don't have to risk knocking over the torch starting a fire um you just heat heat it right up i think the person that told me you can't die from dabs has uh oh sorry the person that told me you can't die from weed consumption has never uh, is not aware of dabs in any manner at all because I took one yesterday for a practice round to see um, like the first time I took a dab was with you and I really enjoyed it I, I didn't feel very high for very long but I also probably didn't inhale as much as I should have um, it was an interesting experience it was a very intense way to do weed especially considering if you do it properly which I apparently did yesterday um, I will definitely be talking about the full dab experience in the next segment you want to move on to that segment? I mean, uh, well, if you sounded like you were still talking. Oh, sorry. Oh, well, I mean, let's let's talk about that. Let's break that down, what happened yesterday okay. a little bit together. Because I know what my side of things was. I want to hear what your side of things was. All right, what? well, I'll lead into my, I'll we'll talk about it in my segment. Like, um, mm -hmm. Sure. And so keep, I, keep going. I, yeah, I already mentioned dab pens, but again, like, you, um, you can usually have a little adjustable voltage, um, little pencil dab pen. Um, w with charger included for 25 30 bucks mm -hmm. pretty good investment um, they fit right in your pocket extremely convenient so anyway let's move on to the dab experience itself so you've got your equipment you've got your dabs you've it's got a space to, to do it it's time to hit the dabs it's time to dab out it's sunday your parents are at church <laughs> the yeah. windows are open it's a beautiful spring day so let's get some 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 things straight um Dabs are intense. You need to have a reasonable amount of weed tolerance before you try any amount of dabs. I will stand by that statement. Yeah, um, I agree. No matter what, because 
dabs are very intense. You do not do a dab as your first weed experience, or your, or rather, a lot of times you don't get high for your first weed experience. You this do not way, do, yeah, yeah, you don't do dabs early on mm-hmm. in your weed. You're wasting. You dabs. will get. You will green out. You will have a bad time. You will get turned off of weed. I mm-hmm. promise you. So wait till you're at least have at least a couple months maybe of experience regular smoking. Um, you know, have have a bad experience. I'll say that right now. Like, have an experience where you push over the limit, so you know where that limit is. Mm-hmm. Very important. It happens to all of us. You'll get through it, even though it feels like a thousand years has passed. If it's better if you have a friend, especially oh, yeah. someone that can like pat your head and say, "Hey." Oh yeah, if you're not used to like doing, because weed is considered like an entry level like psychoactive <laughs> substance. You mean a gateway drug? No, an entry level <laughs> psychoactive substance. All right. Um, but it has the potential to give you a very bad experience. So, you know, do it with a trusted person who is experienced and who is sober and you're in a good environment. Make sure it's sunny. Make sure it's nice and warm. Probably outside. Make sure you're wearing comfortable clothes. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. Um, yeah. So make sure you're prepared for dabs if you've never done them before, which I mean, I'm just assuming just for the fun of it, I'm just assuming the person I'm talking to has never done dabs before. Or a uh, monolithic listener. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, you got to break out a dose. So, it's very imprecise, generally. Um, if you've got shatter, like, I break, I would break out as a small dose for, like, a, a stoner who, you know, smokes regularly but might not do dabs. I do, like less than a quarter size of my pinky nail like single single layer fragment of dabs and honestly like that's a good starting point if you're if you're totally sober um i don't even know how to describe the smallness of the dabs that i i i'm comfortable doing um yeah i would describe those as like two or three match heads just grains of stand a match head a match head's pretty good maybe yeah. maybe just one yeah so yeah you break out a small dose start small You'll, you'll enjoy it a lot more if you start small and work your way up. Like, because, you know, busting a huge dab and just getting lost in it is really fun. But you got to work your way up or you're not going to have a good time. Make sure everything's within arm reach. You've got tunes if you want them. Yeah, have some water handy. Some snacks in your fanny pack. But, um, yeah, so you have your dose. Um, I usually like to stick it onto the end of my dab tool. Mm-hmm. Um, you can absolutely just drop it in if you feel comfortable doing that. But, you know. Keep in mind, it will stick to your fingers a little bit. It can throw it off, especially with the heat that close. Mm-hmm. And um, don't touch the darn dab rig. You can see, or the dab piece, the banger. You can see dozens and dozens of videos on YouTube of people heating up massive dabs, sucking them down, and then grabbing it and trying to pull it like it's a bong bowl Ooh. or a slide. <sighs> you will burn the shit out of your fingers. Especially how hard you have to grab it in the force yeah. you use. You will have trouble unlocking your phone with the fingerprint function. <laughs> Just don't do it. And that's another that's reason metric. Yeah, to do it in, your, uh, in the company of an experienced mm-hmm. dabber. So. Let's talk um, about the, the temperature. Yeah, I, I'm getting to it. Uh, you got to heat it up. So we we discussed... So, I mean, if you have an e-nail, that's easy. You turn it on, you set it to your temperature. Done. But we're going to talk about torch, because most people don't have an e-nail. So you use your torch. Um, when you use a standard propane or butane torch, the flame will kind of have two layers to it. It will have an outer, further dark blue layer, and then an inner, smaller, 
um, like much finer light blue layer. Mm -hmm. What I generally do, and I have no idea, honestly, if this is scientifically accurate or not. I love the fact that you do this. It makes me feel like a baby, and I love it, but like in a good way. You want you want to tell them what you do? Do what? What? The, what you do to test the oh, temperature? Oh yeah. Well, anyway, I'm getting to that. Um, you hold the point of that light blue fine inner tip to the bottom of your dab piece. And you definitely, you want to swirl it around just a little bit, get that nice, even heat. Um, like a brushing your teeth motion, almost? Well, like, just in an even circle. You don't want, yeah, like, kind of, yeah. In a nice, even circle. Um, get the bottom, a nice, well, this is assuming you're doing, like, a, a banger, mm -hmm. which most people will be doing. Um, if you're doing a castle banger, you want to do the outside of the rim. It'll be circular. <laughs> um, if you're doing a domed nail you just want to do the whole head of the dome as much as you can and you want to get it really hot um because you get it nice and hot and that gives you a chance to put down the torch get your dab ready get your breathing ready before it's cooled down too much okay and this is a good segue into how to tell how warm it is because there's definitely a sweet spot in dab heating because if you heat it up too high, it will burn, and it'll taste really bad, and uh, it'll also burn your throat. And you don't want that. And some people also claim that that burns off um, psychoactive compounds in the concentrate, and so you're not even getting as high. So avoid getting it too hot. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, if you get it too cold, you're not going to get very much vapor, and it's just going to congeal in a big puddle in the bottom of the banger. So there's definitely like an art to this with some yes, there, leeway. Yes, it, it comes with trial and error and experience. Mm -hmm. um, and so basically what I do is I heat my titanium banger uh, up until the entire bottom is glowing orange, right? And then I turn off my torch, and I get my stuff ready. And I put my hand, I put the back <laughs> of my hand, about an inch and a half away, two inches away, and I feel the heat. As if you were feeling the heat for, like, a baby bottle. Yeah, and roughly... So, this is complicated, and it's not going to translate well into, like, telling a third party. Like, it's just something you have to feel and experience, but I wait until... So, when I put my hand up to it initially, I can feel the heat radiating off of it. Mm -hmm. If I keep it at that same distance, roughly, and I wait until I can't feel the heat radiating off of it anymore, usually that is hot enough for an average size dab. If I'm going for a bigger dab, I'll take it hotter so that I get the whole thing. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why bigger dabs, in part, are more intense, because you got to do them hotter. If I'm doing a smaller dab, I usually let it get a little cooler. So it's all in proportion to the size of the dab and really what you want to do. You can roast a dab as hot as you want, mm -hmm. like if that's what you want to do. But um, if you let it get cool too cold, you're not going to get a dab at all. You're just going to get a puddle of sauce in the bottom <laughs> of your bag. You're going to get lost in the sauce. You're going to get lost in the sauce. So let's talk about what you're going to feel when you pull that dab in. So. I can I, can I say what I felt? Yeah, go ahead. Like, I didn't feel anything at first. I'm like, wow, this is really easy. And then I exhaled, thinking, like, oh, I didn't get any. And then after, like, a second of just, like, exhaling air, like, a lot of smoke comes out. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, no. And as that's happening, there's a slight delay. And I can feel a cough, like, rolling through my body. And I'm like, oh, no. So, dabs, um, they have a high impact. And I'm going to talk about that. But, like, the first thing you're going to notice, probably... 
is the taste. Um, this, so, I didn't notice a particular taste for this one. It just felt like pain. It's like eating a hot, like a hot sauce. Yeah. Like a poor hot sauce. Um, so yeah, you're going to notice like a strong taste. Your mouth's probably going to water a lot. Um, as you're dabbing, you're going to want to carb it. And so it's quite literally a carburetor mm -hmm. because what you're doing is controlling the air to dab mixture <laughs> that's going through the pipe. It's literally a carburetor. I love it. Nice. So you carb it. Um, I like to rock it back and forth to get a good mix of air and dab and just watch how much is building up in the rig to get a good measure. Um, it is going to hit like a train. Right? It oh is going to power gosh. down your throat and smash into your lungs. I thought okay? it felt like I had gotten punched in the chest. Like, yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Like, dabs for me, like, and obviously your experience may vary. Dabs for me have... Your mileage a, may vary. A, yeah, a delayed cough, right? Mm -hmm. I will bust a fat dab and I can just sit there without coughing. And then a good two to three, four minutes later, boom, I get hit with the coughs. But the key is your lungs will feel like they have shriveled down. Honestly, and some there's iron bands around them. Just take deep breaths, just in and out. I felt completely incapable of taking a deep breath. Yeah, just let them expand. So, the um the high from dabs is immediate and intense. Like, it will build. It it'll like accelerate, mm -hmm. right? You take a dab and just, especially if it's a higher um, THC percentage concentrate. Mm -hmm. Um, so and. Uh, I tend to find that smoking, like, if you got the same amount of high with weed as you did on dabs, the high will come down faster from weed than dabs. Like, a dab agree, high yeah. lasts longer. Um, so, yeah, that's your dab experience. Afterwards, you're going to get residue, right? Which is what we call reclaim. And mm -hmm. you can turn your piece upside down. You can heat up your piece, let that stuff flow mm -hmm. into your dab puck. And boom, you can dab it again. And oftentimes, I find it's even more intense because it's been, like, activated, heated up. Um, just big things to take away from the dab experience. Don't burn yourself. Be really careful. Don't burn your house down with a torch. Just make sure it's all the way off. Don't let your propane flow. Maybe do it outside with some space. Yeah. Maybe. Like, the first it, time you're trying to grill. If you're practicing, yeah. Yeah. Um, your tolerance will go up quickly if you're on the dabs. Keep that in mind. Um, dabs cost... A lot, a lot more, more money yeah. than weed, so it can be an expensive habit mm -hmm. if you get into it. Mm -hmm. And dabs hurt your lungs if you take hot ones, um, and you take big ones. They <laughs> do have some serious impact. I was on the floor, like you know, like I already talked about this with my cousin, but sometimes you just have those uh, bowel movements that require you to take more of your clothes off, and oftentimes that that's my shirt, and I'm just sitting there like praying that I'll feel better in a minute. But, um, some, like, last night, like, I didn't, like, reflexively, I started taking my jacket off because I didn't know how to handle the pain I was going through. And I thought, like, oh my gosh, there's the floor. And, like, I was folding my glasses down as I was kneeling, and then I just flopped over um, and just pressed my face into the cool, cool floor. My, my face <laughs> felt extremely hot. I was so sweaty. It was, like, kind of like a reaction to capsaicin almost for me. Like, it was really intense. And I know, I noticed at one point you were checking my pulse to see if I was okay. I was I not. Was, yes, you I were. I was just feeling your wrist <laughs> all right you want to wrap this up yeah i mean i'd say just main takeaways like next time you know next time you're at the dispensary ask to ask to see the concentrates you know next time you're talking to your guy ask if he's got any mm -hmm. any dabs like 
Um, if don't, you don't be afraid. If you, know? you want to try out a dab rig and don't own one, maybe say, hey, I got some dabs. Why don't you bring your dab rig and we can do them together? Like Something you can do with concentrate is if you bury it in a bowl of weed, if you take a little bit, bitty piece, you pack some weed, you put a piece of dab, and you bury that in weed. When you're hitting the bowl of weed, it does get hot enough to vaporize those dabs, so you will get an effect. We need to try that. Yeah, not, maybe not today, but you can add it to joints. But like, yeah, get yourself a dab rig. Mm-hmm. I mean, if one's being passed around at a party, hit that shit. Yeah, well, um, thank you very much. <laughs> but for... take it easy though. Don't yeah. go overboard. Thank you for everything. Everything in moderation. Uh, unless it's tomatoes, and then tomatoes are delicious. I say this, and I do have a reaction to tomatoes. Um, they're just so darn good. Um, thank you for being an expert this episode. I really appreciate it. Of course, we'll see you in future episodes. Um, is there anything? Where would you like people to find you? Do you um, want? Do you I would like be people to, to not find me. Fair enough. Don't try. Don't. Don't even. Don't even think about it. Is there anything? I got like, no karate. Is there anything you'd like to plug while you have the platform to do so? Um, I would like to plug uh, William Dabs, the inventor of dabs. Oh my gosh. Um, I would like to advocate for people saving the bees this week. Um, bees are important. Uh, I have a pin on my board. I can't remember what it says, but it's just it's just kind of wacky. It just says bees. Like I don't know. I think it was trying to do a pun, but it didn't quite work. Remember, no bees, no weed. It felt like we needed a music cue. I didn't know what to do there. Alrighty, that's all the time we have. Thank you for listening. Our theme music is The Irish Washerwoman, as arranged by Maylee Charles. You can find Potlucky on Apple Music, Google Music, and Spotify. We also have an Instagram page. Feel free to post pictures of your smoking materials and tag me in them at Potlucky Podcast. Like what we do and want to see us grow? Consider supporting us on Anchor.fm. Even $4.99 a month would be, like, that'd be a pretty big boon. Ah, you'll hear from us next week. Bye-bye. Bye.